Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. What's up, guys? Today we discuss about SEO management. Uh, it's a big pleasure to discuss it because I often see when uh, SEO specialists uh, try to be uh, jack of all trades and to cover all specializations. And I'm not sure that it's possible uh, or you can't be successful. So it's better to have uh, SEO management to control, to handle the process. And I'm excited to discuss this topic with Red Palushak. How are you? Um, thank you. Hello. Uh, nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great. Great. Okay. Uh, before we start, just tell about your experience, background, and why you uh, decided to pay a lot more attention with SEO and especially about SEO management. Mm -hmm. uh, sure. So I'm in the industry since 2010, um, and I think like a lot of SEOs, it was basically a chance that I became an SEO uh, because actually my background is totally different. Uh, I've always been um, a web developer, so I've been building websites since 2001. Um, surprisingly, because um, I spoke at the, uh, at the at the conference recently, and um, I we we somehow talked about you know old websites, you know who did what, you know years ago, um, and actually I discovered that my very first website already had one page that was called links, and when I was where I was doing um, links links ex exchange, obviously that was nothing to do with the SEO, but um, it's it's you know. Pretty, pretty funny to see that, uh, you know, 21 years ago that you already had like links page there and, and, and mm -hmm. you were, you were exchanging links with, with people around. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. But you know, I think that, uh, link exchanging is the part of SEO. It's, uh, more about black hat techniques, you know, <laughs> but it works well, you know? Uh, so, uh, if you do it smart, uh, for example, uh, if you are talking about white hat SEO, uh, we can provoke the feeling to give something back when, for example, when you link to uh, some studies uh, or uh, interesting content, uh, editors, webmasters can uh, create links back, you know, because uh, uh, they check out their link profiles, they can see, oh, this website's linked to us, we can link them back if they can find uh, interesting and valuable content. So <laughs> nothing is wrong with that, but I, I think it's more about SEO. Can you tell more about SEO management? Uh, how to start, how to control the process? Because, uh, for example, when I check out uh, uh, some job requirements today, I can see that uh, many companies are looking jack of all trades. We want to hire an SEO specialist who will provide link building, content creation, technical optimization, design, everything. You know, <laughs> I don't know mm -hmm. uh, how it's possible. Even on link building, uh, we have many different directions. Someone uh, is good with uh, help of reporters out, other skyscraper technique, guest blogging. It depends. Of course, it's better to even uh, we can prioritize by niches. Uh, someone is good with weight loss. Uh, health issues, financial, so it depends. Can you tell more sure. about uh, organizing this process, finding these people, uh, hiring pro probably and controlling them? So from, from the agency perspective, I mean, it depends what you need really. And obviously it had to, uh, the, the answer, it depends, had to be dropped today. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but I think I think it all depends on, uh, on what you need and how much budget you have. Uh, personally, I'm not a big fan of, you know, hiring someone to do everything 
right? People who specialize in certain things for a reason, and obviously, you know, they they more uh, preconditioned to certain things, or maybe they're just feeling better doing certain things, certain elements of SEO. Um, and it's like, you know, why would you why would you get someone to do everything, including you know, um, designs for stuff and you know maybe video production and things like this, when when you know they could be spending more time and do things better and more. Uh, more granular at um, at a specific um, at a specific um, thing in SEO, right? Um, I I don't really like this approach, and you know I know companies do that. Uh, they want to probably undercut some costs while having someone doing you know more um, activities involved in the SEO. Uh, but I think at some point they will. Uh, they will hit a, hit a wall or um, or glass glass roof when they just just struggle to grow uh, because you know one person can only cover so much ground and and obviously um, if if you want someone to do everything it's it's pretty it's pretty difficult and they will run out of time very quickly yeah yeah i agree with that you know uh, for example uh, i know some <coughs> colleagues who uh, provide only one link building technique uh, for example help of reporters out they don't do anything else and earn a million dollars you know just provide one simple technique because uh, it's more about uh, to be the best in one field it's more about to uh, be better than your competitors uh, if you try to be good with uh, content creation web development i don't know optimization uh, you can't uh, be the best uh, with others who uh, just focus their attention to to one direction. Uh, okay, yeah, exactly. To be to be mm-hmm. honest with you, I, I don't remember who said that, but um, someone someone said that you have to spend like ten thousand hours to be an expert in the field, right? So obviously, if you want to be an expert in you know link building uh, this way and this way and that way, and then SEO and all of that, you, you've you've got to spend a lot of hours in everything. So you know. That that's that's why people specialize. That's why the specializations actually exist in the world to you know be better and better and better in one particular field, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, probably Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. Uh, yeah, I, I think he can be the best SEO specialist if <laughs> because you know he uh, told something like this that uh, it's better. Ah, he respects people who train. Uh, one uh, kick ten ten uh, thousand uh, times, then uh, ten thousand kicks. Uh, because uh, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and I always tell my son, you know, when he, he he's trying to copy Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, many others, you know, mm-hmm. I, I I tell him, don't do it. Just train one more thing, be the best with one thing and go ahead, you know, ten, uh, uh, do it 10,000 uh, 10, times one thing and go ahead. Uh, it, it concerns us you. Yeah, I think I think this is a very interesting topic for 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 me personally because I've I've run a few agencies, I've I've worked um, very closely with a few agencies, um, and obviously agencies struggle with um, scaling. Right. This mm-hmm. is a normal problem. Not. It's not even. It's not even anything special for agencies. It's. It's, it's the same for every business. Right. At some point, you will start um, struggling with scaling. And obviously, when you when you start, you know, thinking about specializing your your business in in less 
things than more, right? You don't have to do everything, right? You don't have to be mm. a 360 agency when you can be, you know, just tech SEO agency, for example, or or very specialized content agency. I, I know I know people who are running very, very great specialized uh, content agencies and, and they're doing great, right? This example you gave about um, Haro links, um, this is this is another great example. You know, this, this is a very particular niche, but niche that has um, a great demand from the clients and obviously you know if, if you're killing and killing it in that niche then of course you're going to be successful right um one of my um one of my well my main project um, at the moment um is is the agency called husky hamster where we're doing only outreach link building right and and we this is something we we want to do we started off doing um you know some local citations some um diversity links and stuff like that and and we were you know pretty i don't want to say um i, I don't want to say bad at this um, because we still did a, a decent job but you know decent is, is just not enough for us right so we just scaled back and you know we're only doing um outreach link building now yeah yeah got it yeah interesting okay uh let's talk um, uh, more about uh finding the right people for example uh in my agency we can't do uh all uh demands that uh, customers ask and uh i spent some time to uh talking with other agencies, discussing, and most of them just uh, tell clients, sorry, we can't help you with that. We we can help you with that. That's it, you know. And uh, uh, some agencies uh, try to help, you know. They uh, are looking for experts on uh, to, co uh, to cooperate with them, you know, in different niches. And, um, you know, uh, I can't tell that we have one approach. Uh, I'm looking for... Mm -hmm. uh, balance for example if i can create some link building campaigns uh, i have networking i have other specialists and i ask them uh, can you help me with that to provide uh, such links because i know that uh, if i spend all my time learning about uh, one direction you know yeah i can lose my uh, focus with uh, the main direction uh, from your mm -hmm. experience uh, how do you handle the process when you can't help customers and uh, yeah what to do at that point mm -hmm. wow this is this is a pre pretty bold question um and a big problem <laughs> actually dealing with that so i think i think what you mentioned you know kind of like this mixed approach um is something that you always have to execute and always have to think about and balance and and use to balance things out because obviously you know on one hand you're dealing with business needs that is basically more clients more revenue more profits um, and all that and it's difficult to say no to a client right on the other hand obviously you have your capacity and when you're at the at the limit of it then you either choose to do uh, again a, a mediocre job maybe sometimes or not to, not do the job or do it but then your people are struggling uh, with the stress or you know being overloaded and stuff like that right um so what what to mix in this case because uh, obviously I, I mentioned that we, we've always been using this kind of like mixed approach so um we have you know specific partners to go to uh, like you mentioned yourself um, and and you guys where you know if something lands and it's like really at the very short notice then obviously we would go to them and either you know pass on the client to them with a referral fee obviously um, or 
you know, use them as white labelers, right? I mean, I think mm -hmm. it's 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 not a secret that pretty much every agency uses some uh, partners, some white labelers, mm -hmm. um, and and it's it's a standard thing in 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 agency world, right? Um, now. With that, so depending on the volume of those requests that you're getting, you might you may say to, to yourself, okay, so maybe I'm getting that many of clients of in need of a service X that instead of you know outsourcing it for a fee or you know just just adding you know a, a certain profit margin on top of that, maybe it's better to to build an internal team for that, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but then. Then again, there's this this business discussion, right? Is this going to be too difficult? Is it going to throw a, a spanner in the cogs uh, with with everything that agency is already doing and perhaps you know sometimes struggling with process wise, right? Because if if you're introducing a completely new um, process and service into the agency, what you're doing is basically disrupting something that's already running pretty well. You have to bring people in, you have to, you have to, you know, come up with the process, you need to, um, you know, uh, create all the or the marketing stuff and sales stuff for, for that particular service. And obviously that makes it difficult. Now, when you do decide to, to go this route to actually you know, expand your service offering um, because you know this. This is this is how I understand it from from where, where you led this question from um, asking about recruiting. Um, I think I think that the best way if you if you are new to a service or you just knew, knew, know the basics of the service is to actually um, try to hire a specialist that will help you with the recruitment. Okay, let's say this partner who used to work with you closely, you know, you, you, you don't have to burn the bridges and just stop using them completely. You can still give them some work, but, you know, ask them for help to actually, um, you know, put the, pr the process together, um, all, all, all together. Um, and perhaps, you know, they might also help you um, help you hire people, the right people, right? Because, you know, since you're um, um, outsourcing to them, um, they're already the experts who might wish to or will be willing to um, help you with, with, um, uh, with, with the recruitment, right? And now, um, so <laughs> when it comes to SEO, because, you know, even though we're, we're doing link building, we're still hiring SEOs. And um, I think for our agency, one of the things that was a complete, game changer was like a really short but very very difficult in some ways and if you like me i can elaborate on that a little bit um recruitment process okay so when i say when i say um a difficult recruitment process um is not something that i mean you know just just come up with very difficult questions for the candidates to really sweat over and stuff like that uh but come up with with the questions difficult enough to show you exactly the knowledge that you're looking for um on one hand and on the other hand uh, show you exactly the um the features of the candidates that you're looking for okay mm -hmm. um I've, I've learned some time ago that um you can when you have when you have a, a person who's like the big the best experts expert in the field even um and you're trying to hire hire them what's actually sometimes more important in um, their 
already the knowledge that they already have um, is the the work hygiene the work culture that they have because it's actually easier to teach someone a new skill or you know maybe maybe allow them to learn something and and become better at uh, maybe even an expert in a certain thing but it's very difficult to teach someone uh, the work ethic the the work culture um and so for for us we we simplified the um the recruitment process but we we doubled down on uh, the actual recruitment task that we were giving the, the, to the candidates. Um, so this, the, 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 the recruitment process was pretty simple. There was a first screening call, which we designed with our HR rep, um, who was really, really good in, um, in, in conveying the, and testing the candidates and potential of having the features that, we, that we're after. And obviously, once we were sure that these candidates were, you know, let's say, uh, hot on the things that we were after, like, you know, good and at keeping deadlines, you know, attention to details and stuff like that, then we, uh, and obviously having at least the minimum of, of knowledge in what we what we needed them to to be doing later, um, the second step was was a task that we were sending them, and we were very very straightforward with them by saying, hey, this task might take you you know one to two hours even um doing the recruitment task um but you know this task will 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 uh, will actually test what we need to what we need you to 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 have uh and in the task we also included some um obviously the industry knowledge but also a few things where they could um show us how they're thinking how they're actually approaching to things um and and if they if they pay enough attention to detail now i think i think for me personally uh one of the things you know, after receiving the task back, was to see how the candidate is thinking about uh, about the task. Right? I don't necessarily need them to give me every single answer right. Okay, as long as their thought process is, you know, how I would see it or how I would um, expect it, um, then that's fine. Because if you think about it, you know, SEO is 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 pretty complex and sometimes there's no one right thing of, of doing something right sometimes you know one seo will do it will go about it this way um the other seo will go about it this way but you know essentially the result will be what you're looking for and 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 the client is more importantly the client is looking for um so you know this Sometimes there's no good or bad answer, but uh, the thought process that something that leads you to that answer is actually more important than the answer itself. People in North <laughs> Korea <nice>. applaud you. <laughs> right. So someone yeah. probably told them to. <laughs> <laughs> probably, yeah. Uh, you know, they have no internet, but they can get some information. <laughs> yeah, they can applaud. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Let's talk more about uh, your uh, foundation, uh, web development. Uh, you started uh, creating websites. How uh, is it important today? Uh, to uh, provide technical optimization for websites, uh, how Google uh, checkouts, you know, uh, the process 
for example uh i don't know uh, um as you mentioned uh, some specialists can feel that uh, it's more important to go this way another can tell uh, and uh, another way that's okay no yeah uh, but uh, where need, we need to pay more attention uh, with web development or UX, uh, creating content from your experience, share your thoughts. That, that's a great question, um, actually. I think, I think there's, again, there's probably no, you know, one size fits all um, mm -hmm. uh, solution to that. So... And I think I think it might come across uh, come come across a bit um, a bit interesting to to some of you guys. Maybe some of you guys will hate me for that. Um, but I think SEO, at least at the you know very you know broad perspective, is pretty easy, right? In the end, it it consists of you know pretty much three things, right? Content links and uh, you know uh, on-site optimization, right? Um, obviously, it gets more and more difficult as as you you know look at all of these things in particular, um, but you know the end game is that you know make as uh, you know the best content you can optimize the site as as well as you can and you know get some links right that's that's what it is so you know answering to your question um i would have to say that um you know on-site optimization you can there's no at least i've not seen one website on the internet that is totally uh, without any issues, right? If you, if you get any SEO who's you know got enough experience to look at a website, she or he will will always find something. Okay, mm -hmm. Google is pretty good at actually forgiving you some of the mistakes and actually figuring a lot of things for you. Like it figures out canonicals, it figures out you know what to include or not include into into the index, um, and that's great. You know, you could say, oh, so is Google gonna take over my job? And the answer to that is not necessarily, uh, because I think our job is to basically make the site as good as possible for Google not to actually have to um, try to figure things out right so mm -hmm. SEO's SEO's job is not to fix everything okay although you know it's it's good to fix as much as you can or fix everything right uh, but it in practice in practice it, it doesn't necessarily necessarily happen right um, but you know the SEO's job is to make the site as good for google to crawl to index to find whatever you wanted to find um, as possible and when you get that right then you basically nailed your on-site optimization yeah now, yeah so so you mentioned um you mentioned a very important thing um which i think a lot of seos uh, might be forgetting about and you mentioned user experience okay mm -hmm. um now with user experience again as a CEO, I would say, well, it's good to have and it's good to always pay attention to the user, right? Uh, but it's let's not stress over it, okay? But SEO uh, in general, it's part of, of it's always a part of a bigger picture. It's part of a bigger strategy, which is uh, which is um, digital marketing strategy, right? And marketing in itself is mainly focused on 
um, basically monetizing um, the the website, the project, the brand, the the the, the products on the e-commerce site uh, through selling them and stuff like that. And uh, you know, with with marketing and and the need of monetizing SEO, you need to think how what is better for the users and uh, this leads me to to a conclusion that you can't forget about uh forget about user experience because the better the user experience the easier it is for them to buy things uh, you know the better it is for them to convert obviously that earns you money and and therefore you know i would say um user experience is 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 pretty important but um, to a certain degree when it comes to SEO, right? Um, you know, when you're working with a big brand, perhaps they have user experience specialist or perhaps they have conversion optimization specialist and they should, you know, take the main lead on um, that user experience, that that element. Um, however, you know, in SEO, don't, don't, just don't forget about it, right? Make things easier for the user uh, because essentially when you make things easier for the users, you make things um it's very likely that you'll make things easier for the search engine, right? And, you know, let's also not forget about another thing uh, that Google is uh, often testing how users perceive the website, how they, um, how, if they were satisfied with it, if they were satisfied with the intent of the search results. And obviously, if that isn't the case, then, you know, you'll be, uh, you'll be deranked most likely. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know, I don't know how much, how much it answers your question because because it's 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 a complex topic overall. But um, I hope I hope you guys were able to follow that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. Okay, uh, I have another question um, about uh, critical errors. For example, uh, if mm -hmm. I check out any website. Uh, uh, it doesn't matter which tools I use. I'm using, for example, Google Search Console, Screaming Frog. Uh, IHRF, SEMrush, uh, mm -hmm. okay, uh, I got uh, a list of errors, a lot of errors, you know, and for example, uh, when I share this list with my um, customers, I ask them, please fix as maximum as possible. And uh, during some time, uh, they can fix 20%, you know, of, of mm -hmm. this list. And uh, some SEOs uh, share information that uh, the best... Uh, ratio 40 percent of the recommendations uh, customers can fix and uh, then i decided to uh, provide more deep analysis with one client and ask him uh, what are you doing now and he replied to me you know i'm fixing alt text uh, for these pages and i check out these pages mm -hmm. it's like about us privacy policy you know <laughs> we, we are not going to rank them you know we don't need to fix this yeah. alt text but uh, uh, tools can show that uh, we have errors on these pages how to uh divide critical errors from um, some stuff that we can avoid forget it for example i asked john Mueller about uh, submitting alt text to screenshots i'm not sure that we can get traffic from uh, for screenshots when we write some uh, tutorials big guides and he, mm -hmm. he replied to me that's okay you know just ignore them don't write alt text for all uh, images that you have on your website if you are not going to get uh, image traffic uh, from your experience, how to choose that we need uh, it's uh, must have, and the rest, for example, we can avoid and skip it uh, just to uh, pay all our uh, resources to the right direction. Mm -hmm. 
so the way the way we do it um, when we audit the site, we actually come up with the initial audit that is a pretty hefty docu document. Sometimes it's like 50, 80, 100 pages, right? So it's a mm -hmm. beast, basically, right? In that document, we try to list pretty much everything we can find, right? Sometimes mm -hmm. it's like silly things like alt tags. What, it, you you have to be reasonable about it because if there's like one missing H1 somewhere, obviously you may not have to include that, right? So, so be mm -hmm. reasonable about that. But after we created the document, then we go in um, and list everything that was in the document by, you know, point one. 0.2, and stuff. Um, and we assign the priority to those things. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, we try to we try to set the the work stages into usually three stages. First stage is obviously um, taking care of the main things, right? The, the most critical ones. Second stage is to look at things that are still roughly impactful to the site, and sometimes they are still quite important but they're not the critical ones and third stage is only you know the things that are good to have to keep the to keep the tools happy um, as, as we like to say um, and um, the way we distribute we decide whether or not something is critical or it's the second stage or is, is it this, the third stage um, is we um, we basically look at the, the at the problem at the issue and decide how much can this affect the client's goals okay so you know something because you know essentially you 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 work with different websites right some websites main goal is to generate as much traffic as possible some websites will be already hitting like 5 million uh, traffic a month and you know generating going from five to 10 is obviously difficult. Um, so maybe you would improve uh, conversions in some ways, right? Or improve the monetization on what they already have, you know, increasing the, mm -hmm. the monetization on the traffic that they already have. Um, other websites would be focused on, you know, solely, solely um, uh, signups. Right, so sometimes from signups you, you you can generate a lot of traffic, um, but you know sometimes from that traffic improving the conversions would be, for, you know it's it's like going from five million uh, visitors a month to ten million it's a lot, okay, but going from one percent of uh, of conversions to two might be not that difficult right and obviously you know what what does it give you it gives you um, doubling the, uh, the the potential monetization for the client right um, and 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 that might be easier um, and that's why that's why we look at everything uh, through the perspective of how aligned with the client goals is it or how how blocking from achieving the next step in the client client's goals um, is this right? So, mm -hmm. um, I think I think there's there's a few things that would always be impactful on the site. So anything that messes up your crawlability, anything that that messes messes up your indexability, your you know index bloat, um, things like this, and um, quite often um, page speed. I think page speed is, is actually overall like a very tricky thing because I've seen a lot of agencies uh, or most of the agencies 
adding page speed as you know the critical factor because obviously google says so and you know you have to make make the site faster for for the user experience uh but the problem with page speed is some things within page speed um, especially core web vitals is like really difficult to implement okay um so sometimes you have to just balance it okay is something really easy to implement like for example, optimizing images on WordPress. This is like dead easy. You just install a plugin, uh, maybe by premium, and and it's just it's just running and it's optimizing everything for you, you know, with within ten minutes, right? Mm -hmm. um, however, when we're talking about um, you know the the, the uh, cumulative content shift, then that thing might be pretty difficult, right? So you just have to weigh these things out, um, and so. Sometimes I would break down uh, page speed into something that is very simple to implement and impactful across site-wide of the project, and then leave the things that are more, let's say, pain in the back to implement um, as the second, uh, as the second stage or mm -hmm. second wave of of, uh, of things to implement. Yeah, got that valuable. Uh, I have the the next question about, uh, yeah maybe priorities or uh, creating the right content strategy. For example, uh, one client asked me, you know, um, I wanna uh, create website uh, similar to this one. When I check out uh, this website, uh, only volume for branding keywords uh, around 15K, you know, a lot. You know, yeah, I think big brands can uh, spend uh, some uh, money or resources uh, to promote their brands and volume is high, you know, 15K, uh, I don't know, yeah, it, it's a big number. And um, uh, I check out pages that rank well on Google, all of them are e-commerce pages, but uh, this client mm -hmm. has no such resources and I'm not sure it's a good strategy, you know, to uh, get uh, ranking big e-commerce pages, especially for a new project. Uh, and uh, it's better to find some topics that have a lack of quality content, low competition and jump there. Uh, when you have no money to compete with Amazon, why you need to compete with Amazon? It's better to find their uh, big sites. Uh, and uh, if uh, some websites can get high e-commerce traffic without having blog, without having any uh, content marketing because of their branding, strong brand recognition, uh, how to uh, find the right strategy uh, for websites with limited resources? Or, uh, for example, if someone uh, has no money and want to spend only their time, you know, to craft website, to find the right way? Because, uh, um, yeah, uh, I think time uh, is the biggest asset ever. So you need to choose uh, carefully your time where you want to spend time and uh, create the right strategy from your experience how to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with you that the time is like the the most important resource because it's uh, you it's you can't recover it, right? Once mm -hmm. you spent it, it's it's going away. That's it, right? Money you can earn more, you know. Um, uh, people as much as obviously it's a bummer when someone important to you from the company leaves, then you know, no one is irre irreplaceable, right? It's mm -hmm. bad, but you can probably replace them at some point, right? But with time, it's gone. It's That's it, mm -hmm. e ephemeral, right? Um, yeah, that's, that's, I think, I think pretty much every single brand, uh, especially while starting up, uh, starting out with the online visibility, is is is, is struggling with this, um, with this problem. And um, again, 
you know, that would be a sort of, it depends uh, mm -hmm. answer. Uh, but if I was to point um, point someone in, in only one direction, I would say spend a lot of time in uh, on, on keyword research, right? Because you know, keyword research, keyword targeting, that's that's something that is gonna bring you if you know targeted properly, that's something that's gonna bring you uh bring you a lot of um a lot of traffic. Um probably initially traffic. Um but essentially with the traffic comes uh, monetization. Okay. And um yeah finding finding easy keywords this there's a few techniques that you can use but um as, as a rule of thumb um in general i use approach where i try to find keywords that have at least x amount of searches a month and obviously it depends on you on your niche uh because in in gambling niche for example which is crazy difficult right you would be um aiming lower let's say 50 searches a month just get all these you know smallest keywords and as many of them as possible um mm -hmm. and uh, and in some niches that are less um less difficult less um saturated with the competitors you can you can go a bit a bit higher like 250 400 a month sometimes um i remember mm -hmm. when cbd niche was 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 pretty easy um back a few years ago and and you could go after keywords that had had like 400 searches a month and, and you could still rank for them with out many links right um mm -hmm. but speaking of which so once you found uh, you know uh, x keywords uh, that are you know uh, at least you know whatever whatever search volume you chose uh, uh, monthly um i would start looking at at those keywords where um there is either low keyword difficulty according to ahrefs which is basically the metric where ahrefs calculates um how much links you need um to rank for that keyword and obviously the lower keyword difficulty the better that means you know those sites ranking in top 10 uh, don't use that many links and obviously you know since links cost money and um, without links you can still rank when the keyword difficulty is is low then um it's it's a high uh, it's it's a good opportunity for you to create content that is going to rank without links and, and try to nip those um those keywords um off um, from 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 your competitors mm, the other thing is if you don't have uh, access to ahrefs um, or you're using um, cheaper tools for example um, you can do you can spend a little bit more time on um, on analyzing what's ranking in top 10 for that keyword and just looking at um, looking at well you still probably need to use some tools but you can rely on on some free ones uh, but look at uh, look in those tools um, you know how many links those those sites have um, or you know, analyzing how much content they wrote about a certain topic, for example, right? And compare it with whether or not those sites are big themselves um, or small. Because, like you said, and and uh, this 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 story said about your client who wanted to go after branded keywords and had like Amazon ranking there and stuff. Um, I would say you know just try to start with start smaller, okay? Not go against Amazon because Amazon. Honestly, they put anything on their site and they'll probably rank for that. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. So um try try to start smaller, try to start with keywords where you have um like 
more results that aren't necessarily branded results uh, or, or big brands and, 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 and take it from there with, with you know, good keyword targeting. Yeah, nice, nice. Uh, Janet Ellie shares interesting uh, quote. Yeah, uh, I completely agree with that. Uh, uh, that uh, uh, it's better looking for the clients that are looking for us and don't waste your energy on those who don't want uh, you. Uh, you know, I remember Gary Vee. Definitely uh, spot on. <laughs> yeah, Gary Vee proclaimed something like this. He told that many sales managers uh, waste their time uh, with clients who already said no. If someone said no, don't waste your time. <laughs> Find someone else. And yeah, I agree with Janet Ellie. Uh, she, uh, yeah, uh, uh, I took part on her show with her uh, sweetie sister. Yeah, awesome show. I recommend it. <laughs> and yeah, uh, okay. Uh, I have the last question uh, for you. Uh, from your experience, how today uh, uh, students need to learn SEO. Uh, what they need to do, or probably you have some checklist, uh, uh, take courses, blogs, uh, just share from your experience. If someone want to be expert like you. Mm -hmm. I'm a total dinosaur <laughs> when it comes to <laughs> SEO. Uh, and those questions always make, make things difficult to me because it's, it's, you know, for, for us, when we spent a few years in the industry uh, or 10, 11, 12, like me, um, it's it's always like, oh, I, I know so much that I don't even know where I got it from, <laughs> basically. Mm -hmm. um, but we've, we've been pretty successful um, in our training approach where we were um, enrolling um, students for... Um, it, it was a paid internship, um, and sometimes they were in. Uh, after, uh, they were studying geography, history, business approach. It didn't really matter that much uh, what they studied, as long as they were uh, as they were willing to uh, go into uh, marketing and um, be uh, and and they were able to handle a, a little bit of technical stuff. Okay, uh, because you know. With those two things, I think you know understanding or at least at least having a grasp on um, slight uh, or on small tech technical things. This is this is showing to you that you know you won't struggle when when someone tells you, "Oh, I have this this problem in the code. What do I do with that?" Right? Because you hear certain um, keywords um, speaking uh, speaking SEO lingo lingo. You'll hear mm -hmm. a few keywords and you'll be able to find that information, right? So it doesn't it it it's not necessarily uh, it's not necessarily difficult to to start in SEO. Um, but I think I think I would use. Um, was it Jack Ma, I think, who said that in your 20s, you should find a good mentor who will lead you to be great in your 30s um, and then spend all your 30s on basically trying to kill that niche, you know, 
get mm -hmm. the expertise that you need to be like awesome in your 40s. And then in your 40s, you start teaching youngsters um, uh, your niche, your, your industry. And then you can basically rely on the on the young people in your in your 50s. So I think, you know, with this approach, um, the advice to the students would be if you're applying for the SEO job where you don't know what what SEO is, obviously do a lot of reading to uh, learn if you even want to be in this industry, uh, because, you know, some people find it boring, right? Um, unlike me, probably unlike you, Anatoly, uh, but some people do find it boring. Some people find it difficult. Some people find it not for them. Okay, so do as much reading as possible um, to see if you if you are okay with that, if you even want to do it, and then try to do a lot of reading about the the company or the person that you are going to be working with um, at your first job. Because as long as the company is is willing to to let you grow and help you grow, and you are going to have a good a good mentor there, then um, you should uh, you should be okay spending your your twenties in that. Uh, with with that company with the, with those people man the mental nice nice i agree with you <laughs> that wasn't work for you by the way <laughs> i completely agree with you you know guys yeah i i, I want to add if it's boring find something else don't uh take don't waste your time you know for example i'm not good with fashion it's boring for me if i uh uh, check out some fashion stuff. It's boring. If I open something I'm not interested, it's boring. So it's not your niche. Uh, probably you need to find something else. Don't chase money. You know, you can uh, earn money on any niches. So uh, if you love reading, if you love uh, reading books, uh, uh, blogs, uh, spending your time. And uh, I agree with you. For example, when um, I get uh, new uh, specialists on our company, I always tell them, you need to destroy our methods. Just uh, change them because things uh, are going fast. Uh, we show mm -hmm. only the way where you need to go, but you need to develop and innovate and provide something new. If you destroy it and provide something new, it will be great. So, guys, <laughs> uh, innovators, uh, yeah, uh, love them. No, just do it. Okay, thanks a lot, Red. It's a big pleasure to get you on my show, to learn from you, to get a lot of valuable stuff. Tell our audience how they can reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you. Um, yeah, you can uh, you can find me on Twitter um, or LinkedIn. Uh, usually, I go by Rad Palushak, um, and the handle is just at Rad Palushak. Um, you can also visit my website huskyhamster.com. That's the link building agency. Um, and um, yeah, drop me an email at rad at huskyhamster.com if you want to know more, or chat more. Okay, guys, you need to do it. Uh, check out all these links in the description below. Uh, listen us on Google, Apple, Spotify. Thanks a lot for your time and see you next time. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.